Now, those who wanted to suppress the vote, they're going to fail. The law was struck down. Your rights have been restored. Right now, there are more one-stop early vote sites in North Carolina than ever before. You can register and vote at any site in your county as long as you do it by Saturday. It's easier to vote than ever in North Carolina. But if you don't vote, then you've done the work of those who would suppress your vote without them having to lift a finger. Come on. Welcome to Election Profit Makers, a guide to winning and losing money on the 2016 campaign using online prediction markets. It's November 2nd. This is the 16th of 17 episodes in our limited podcast series. I am David Reese, and I'm joined by my childhood friend, John Kimball. Hi, John. Hey, David. How are you doing? I'm all right. Well, mm, that's a loaded question. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. I went and voted the other day, uh, early voted you vote here for? In, in North Carolina. I voted for... Jill Stein? No. Ross Perot, please say. If you said yeah. you voted for Ross Perot, we would win a Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> yeah, I wrote in Ross Perot. No, I, I voted for Hillary. It was at Chapel of the Cross, your old stomping grounds. If by stomping grounds you mean the church in which I was raised as a proud member of the Episcopalian faith tradition, yeah. Well, stomping the shit out of that place. Yeah, I, I would have voted the straight Democratic ticket, but they no longer have that option because the Republicans removed it to try to gum up the works and make voting take a lot longer, which it did. But I still managed to fill in, you know, about 50 bubbles. And I'm uh, trying to stay positive. Is there some reason why you wouldn't be positive, John? For just last week, you said the election was over and nothing left would happen. (laughs) That's true. I think I what I said, there would be no more October surprises and mm, and then and then Starley said that sounds like in a Halloween special when they're in the haunted house and they're like I guess nothing's going to happen after all and then what happened John well FBI director dressed as a ghost jumps from the corner boo here I am look at my scary scary ways do I frighten you do I make you terrified have I put the terror of Trump in your eyes I'm just a ghoul from beyond the grave. Look at these emails she did not save. I'm James Comey, number one director. Do you see me now? I think you just oh, nailed it. That's pretty much what happened. Life. Yeah. I didn't see it coming. Apparently, you did, Starly. Again, your intuition won out. And it's dominated the news for two, three days and uh, really threw Clinton off her game. And when the news is not focused on Trump, he tends to rebound in the polls, and he has. It doesn't appear that Clinton lost any support from this, uh, but it, it, you know, Trump has gained a couple of points, and that is probably— Here's what I don't—I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. This is the problem with these fucking emails— the, the letter had no new information at all. It was basically James Comey jumping out and just saying, emails, and then running back into the shadows. You know, just bumping that up to the top of what everyone was talking about. Go ask any Trump supporter what's in these emails and why she should be locked up about emails. Be like, what actually is bothering you about the emails? No, no fucking ideas. All they know is emails, emails, emails. She should be locked up because of emails. She shared classified information. Like what? Yeah, but what Trump did so well this entire campaign was he... He zoned in on what makes his constituency the most afraid. So that's all these words are. It's them. It's, it's keeping them in that state. He's constantly activating them. The Clinton campaign should have just picked one thing and just hammered it, hammered it. So when they say emails, she can say a one-word reply. The problem with Trump is it's like, where do you begin? I don't know. Fuck. Take your pick. What's a norm of society that he hasn't violated? I still don't really think that the, the Clinton campaign is going to drop anything on Trump at this point. I do think WikiLeaks could come out with something. But other than that, I, I'm, I'm sticking with what I originally said. I don't think anything more crazy is going to come out. John, really think about what you're saying, dude. Come on. I mean, there's some serious eye rolling Hillary, going on over here in Brooklyn Okay, right but now. Do, you think, do you think the Clinton campaign has something big that they're going to drop tomorrow or Friday? No. Okay. I don't think the Clinton campaign has anything left, but I'm sure WikiLeaks okay. will find something. And with every leak, they'll just be able to say email. Okay. Well, that, I agree with WikiLeaks. I mean, that's what I said. I think WikiLeaks will continue to drop stuff, but I think Clinton doesn't have anything left. Here's the thing that Clinton has that Trump and WikiLeaks don't have. She has a ground game. She has staff 
in states. She has a functioning ground level political apparatus, right? And tons of money. Yeah. And tons of money. What are you rolling? What? What? It's so feeble. It's so upsetting that at the end of this game, she has no, she has nothing left up her sleeve because they, they thought it was over too. You know, like this is scary. I've played games like this. I've played Scrabble games where you think you're so ahead and then you realize that you just have all these dumb letters that are one point and then you lose. Yeah, because you got nothing but eyes left on your rack. Yeah. Yeah, but Starly, th- think about it this way. Because I know from Scrabble, okay, we don't have time to talk about the time I bingoed on two triple word scores simultaneously. Ask John Hodgman about that. He is still processing the ass whooping I, I gave him that evening. Okay. <laughs> Let's say you get up in Scrabble and you're really far ahead in Scrabble. You're bingoing, you're triple word scoring, you're laying out these incredible, complex, well, well thought out strings of letters, right? All that stuff. You're playing some idiot. You can't even believe this idiot can spell, let alone have the gall to play Scrabble against you. Right? That would be me. And then this person, you start to realize, oh my God, it's getting close. It's the end of the game. We each have one draw left out of the bag, and I'm only up like three points. Well, I've already played my blanks. I've already played my X on the triple letter score. Board's all filled up. I got this Q. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end the game with a Q in my, in my hand, and then I'm going to have to you know, subtract those 10 points, and they're going to get those 10 points. What do you do? You just hunker down, and you play defensively, and you run out the clock. Okay? That's the stage we're at. You just gotta, you just gotta, just finish it. You know, just just grind it out. It's lame. It's not as satisfying as when you break four hundred points and crush everybody, and you hear the lamentations of their children. I'm not worried about it being not satisfying. I'm worried about simply not having the letters at the end to make it through, like the the sly, quiet blindsiding. That makes sense. John, is Trump gonna win the election? What's going on? Tell me the truth, dude. Okay, so the the polls are within three or four points now. And if, if further tightening occurs, once you get within inside of three points, then you're introducing all kinds of new possibilities. Just Just a simple polling miss inside three points could flip the election. So she's right on the edge right now. Now, the polling could miss in the other direction, too, and she ends up winning by six. But right now, she's up. Three to four points. So if the tightening continues, yeah, his his odds go up. I, I I don't I still don't believe he's going to win. I think the electoral college uh, is still pretty strong as long as she keeps this current lead. But it's tighter. I mean, when we you know when you're talking about two points, that can that makes Florida and North Carolina and Ohio and Iowa, those in Arizona, all those states were right on the edge. So I think a lot of those states are going to be really close now, particularly North Carolina and Florida. And but I said last week, I thought North Carolina was going to be close. I still think it is. And I still think uh, Hillary's going to win it. And there's no way Trump can win the election if he loses North Carolina. I can't believe I can't believe i mean this is the motto of 2016 i can't believe we're having this conversation but maybe that just shows how out of touch i am with authentic americans right east coast elite but it was always going to be so cl- it was I know, always going to be what drives really close. me so crazy is then why bother having these fucking elections why waste a year and a half of our lives if in the end all the republicans are going to vote for the republican and all the democrats <laughs> are going to vote for the democrat you have all these revelations all these fucking bullshit debates where very little of substance gets said All these fucking pundits talking about all this bullshit and doing, well, on the one hand, Trump said this, but on the other hand, Clinton said that, that, you know, like why waste everybody's time if it's just going to come down to another close ass election? I could have been out working on my jump shot or learning how to cook, right? Or mending my clothes. I've been wearing the same black hoodie now for three months. It smells like fucking... I don't even, yeah, bad martinis and despair in the internet, like the worst fucking smelling hoodie. (laughs) When this election is over, I'm going to burn this hoodie. I'm done with it. It's just, I've been wearing it like this cloak. What does the internet smell like? Internet? Oh, it's smelling pretty good these days. (laughs) Smelling pretty good. Uh, I want to say, let's talk about self-care. So two nights ago, cards on the table, two nights ago, it finally caught up with me and I totally broke down and started crying. I felt... So it, it, it 
it caught up to me. Everything. Everything about mm-hmm. this campaign, the language. The, I mean, also, I've been working on this fucking mixtape, so I've been having these assholes literally in my ears for 10 hours a day because I'm trying to make a funky Ben Carson remix. <laughs> like, <laughs> Donald Trump cocaine remix. So, it. Uh, I totally just broke down on the sofa, started crying. Partly just from the emotional exhaustion. And also, like, really feeling like... If Trump wins, I feel like something is going to change in this country. This election feels 20 times more historical than Obama's election. This feels like, I feel now the way all the crazy people thought when they thought Obama was going to win. Oh, he's going to take away our guns. He's going to destroy the First Amendment. Black people mm-hmm. are going to be able to live in our houses and we have to cook for them now. It's going to get all topsy-turvy, right? They're going to put Harriet Tubman on the $1 bill and stuff like that. And now I feel, I feel like if Trump wins, things... Yeah, you're giving me the right look, Starly. It's just like, it won't be okay. It won't be okay at all, right? No, it's really, really, really bad. It's traumatic. I feel like we're being traumatized. I feel like if you care, if you care about our country or like you care about like a certain tradition of, I don't even like liberal democracy and like in the enlight. I feel like if you care about the goddamn enlightenment, you know, like 500 years of, of, of civilization, like this is insane. I feel like it's going to it's going to take us years to process what we've been through. So, yesterday, beautiful fall day, stayed off the internet for most of the day, went on a nice bike ride for about an hour, came back and I have to say it fucking registered to do phone banking for Hillary Clinton this weekend. I'm not having it. I'm not having Donald Trump winning this election. It's fucking unacceptable. This feels like a turning point in history, and we can go one of two ways. And I've never been a huge Hillary fan. Whatever. She's 20,000 times. I mean, I don't even need to finish the fucking sentence. If you're not phone banking for Hillary Clinton this weekend or knocking on doors, you need to shut this podcast off right now. This is completely fucking unacceptable that this guy is within two or three points. And if he wins on election night and I didn't go fucking balls out in the paint all weekend trying to help Hillary Clinton, I will never forgive myself. It's bad enough I gave $20 to those fucking assholes in the North Carolina Republican Party, and they're out here suppressing the black vote. I have to make amends for that. So I'm going to be grinding all weekend on this shit. I'm so fucking pissed off that Donald Trump was within two or three points, not to mention my portfolio is beyond fucked. This thing is so underwater, I have to get in a fucking bathosphere to go look at my gain-loss tab it's insane if you've ever listened to this podcast if you've ever cared about what we've done if we've ever helped you make money or lose money who's to say which of those two options is better it's all part of life's tapestry of experiences then you need to do something concrete and tangible this weekend to keep donald trump a hundred fucking miles from the white house and i'm not even kidding or else you are banned for life retroactively and moving forward forever you don't have to be excited about hillary clinton all you have to be excited about is helping John Kimmel make $4,000 on election night because his portfolio is totally screwed up by this fucking bullshit James Comey non-disclosure about these goddamn emails on Anthony Weiner's stupid, grimy, caked-up laptop. The $4,000 dream is dead already. Don't say that. That's, that's not happening. Fuck. I had to bail in the Electoral College. Florida started slipping away, and Ohio started slipping away, and... And the bracket started moving further and further down. And then, yeah, I, ha- I had to sell my short position to, to get out. I lost $350, locked in those losses, and I'm now all no in the electoral college market. If Hillary wins, I'll still make money, but I, I don't think I'm going to make the kind of money that I was hoping for. But I could lose more if North Carolina flips. I still got a ton in North Carolina and Florida, and they're right on the edge right now. So my gain loss is, sho- is hang on, my gain loss is showing minus nine hundred and sixty-seven dollars right now. We need our North Carolina listeners to start knocking on doors and driving people to polling places and stuff. And Florida, Satchel, you need to get your Gainesville army ready. Come on, Satchel. Come on, Satchel. Don't Satchel, let us down, Satchel. It's time, Satchel. Don't let us down. It's time for everyone in Gainesville to truly start bringing that gain, okay? Everyone in Florida, it's time to step up and assemble like Voltron because John needs Florida to make his money. Don't even worry about Hillary Clinton. Do it for John, If you, even if you don't like Hillary Clinton. We got John Kimball right. out here. Do you know how hard John Kimball's been working on this podcast for all these months, doing the research to answer everybody's questions and, and waiting around because Starley and I are fumbling around because we 
don't have batteries for the damn tape recorder and John's just got to sit on hold while we do all that stuff. And then he's always so good natured and helpful. And do you know how John every week just answers our panic texts every week and gives us advice? You know how we buy batteries every week, David? And I was thinking about why I don't just buy a bunch of batteries ahead of time. And I think now the ritual of buying the batteries, it's amounting to prayer getting Hillary into office. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm afraid to change anything that has like a ritual aspect to it in case it hurts her chances. Well, we need to change something because this tr- these trend lines are not good. All right. Something has to change. That's what I'm saying. If you're like me and you haven't done any volunteering or anything for the campaign up until now, those days are done. That was nice. You know me. There's nothing I love more than hearing that Hillary Clinton's up 10 points so I can sit on my fat ass and make fun of people on Twitter. All right? <laughs> and not have to get out of my comfort zone and go knock on a door or do a phone call. I hate door knocking and phone banking. But I did a lot of it in 2008 to get Obama elected. And guess what? He got elected. Because when I do something, I'm the best at it. I, okay? I move markets and I make presidents. So that's what everyone has to do. You got to get out of your comfort zone and go spend a day or two doing doing all the dinkledy donkledy grub work that that allows a democracy to function if you're the type of person who didn't want to buy batteries in bulk because you didn't want to jinx hillary's election it's time to start buying batteries in bulk and eating them with your soup and crackers because we need to change our behavior in order to change the trajectory of this election because i do not like what i'm seeing no more bystanding john kibble we want john kibble to make money and also we don't want america to turn into a white nationalist authoritarian state but truly we just want john kibble to make money thanks man I'm so far down right now. I really don't like it. Ben Carson. Nothing is happening with Ben Carson. I w- on Friday, I was even like, does this somehow affect my Ben Carson position? Just let me make a penny. Let me make one. Let him be trading at a hay penny, and then I'll, and then I'll just make a little money, but nothing. So that market's dead. I'm never discussing it again. Ben, ben Carson, you're banned from election profit makers. You're never going to be president. You're probably going to be Surgeon General in Trump's administration, though, or Secretary oh of God. Health and Human Services. Oh, my God. Oh, he's going to put fucking Peter Thiel on the Supreme Court. He's going to sue all the publications out of it. No, unacceptable. Unacceptable. I'm down $28 in North Carolina. This is crazy. I think Friday was the first time ever I ever saw red numbers in that North Carolina market. It says I'm down almost $30. I got $160 invested in North Carolina. All I care about now is North Carolina. This is the most money I've ever invested is my North Carolina market. And John, you've been telling me for 100 years North Carolina is going to happen. I love North Carolina so much. And I really, really, really want North Carolina to be blue again. North Carolina is such an amazing state. I had such an incredible childhood in North Carolina. North Carolina has the best barbecue in the world. Fuck a red sauce. I hate all that sweet stuff. You want astringent pulled pork that makes you get all puckered up, all right? That's the only kind of barbecue that will pass my lips, okay? My mouth is a sacred space, just my size, my mouth, my terms, no red sauce on barbecue. North Carolina is number one. We've got to get North Carolina on the right side of history on this one, guys. If I had the time and the money and I wasn't working on this mixtape, I would have, if I had flown down to North Carolina and you and I were out knocking on doors, the media frenzy, it would be 20 times worse than Will Ferrell. People would be like, <laughs> oh my God, answer the door. It could be the election profit makers. <laughs> <laughs> Laboring in obscurity. My life's reputation is intact, unchanged. Nobody knows my name or what I do. I'm David Reese and I'm living in the shadows. You said you tried to sign up to phone bank, but North Carolina wasn't open at that yeah, point. Yeah, North Carolina wasn't an option when I went to the Hillary Clinton website to, to do phone banking because you can pick a state. I was like, I'll, I'll talk to people in North Carolina. My homespun wisdom and, and wonderful southern fried affect, they'll, they'll, they'll just eat it up, right? Like you know, I think grits. that's a good sign. That's a good sign that they had that because I think there's just so many volunteers in North Carolina right now that they're like, we don't need to be calling people. We're actually going to their doors and dragging them to the polls at this point. That's what I like so, to hear. Get in touch with people you know in North Carolina. Encourage them to get out and help with canvassing, especially this last weekend of early voting and then um, on Election Day. But look, I'm still confident. I'm still confident that uh, Hillary's going to win here. If everyone votes who who should vote, then she she's going to win. I'm, it's going to be I mean, okay, ma'am. It's going to be okay. 
John, I know that your gain loss line is down. Everyone's gain loss line is looking really weak right now. But I feel I felt better looking at predicted this week, seeing the Trumpkins come back because it felt like mm-hmm. it felt like such an opportunity to benefit from the frenzy. Okay, that's true. Well, look, look, if you're into making money and you still believe Hillary's going to win, as I do, there are a ton of bargains out there right now. Um, you know, there's been sort of a flight to safety. You can buy states like Pennsylvania for 74 cents right now. Pennsylvania is supposedly a lock. You know, Hillary was trading at 81 cents on Friday when this happened. She's now trading at 67 cents. That's crazy. So, I mean, if you if you can get into that market, you know, you can max out on that and make a really good return. I would have never thought that uh, a few weeks ago we would see prices like that. It makes me wish I hadn't maxed out so early. Why is only um, will Hillary win closed for betting? Why is it? Why are the other ones still open? Why is the woman like, will there be a woman in the White House? Will a Democrat win? Tim Kaine? Why are those still there for the taking? Well, yeah, there's just there's a a limit of 5000. And I think people are just naturally drawn to that one. And they may not necessarily be aware of the others. But that's good news to know that those those are still open. So you've been able to get into those? Yeah, I, I keep going back to them and they're all still available. It's like a little treat. I just dip into, will Tim Kaine be elected That's president, great. buy 25 shares? That's great. You're going to make a very good return unless something catastrophic happens. Yeah. And she loses. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, like it makes it easier to bet because if she loses, me losing $200 is not going to seem like a big deal compared to like the new hellscape I'm living in. Yeah, I I feel the same way, although I have a lot more invested at this point. So I'm going to really feel the pain if she loses. I'm going to lose a lot. I mean, we might not even have the same currency. Uh, if, if I'm <laughs> saying you will not lose $4,000 because we won't. We're, we're going to be using rocks and pieces of gum that we pull off off the sidewalk to to buy rotten food with at that point. Now, here's the thing. Some of you know me as Kid Midas, the original wave rider. I'm the one who invented the waves, okay? You know, I invented them and then I wrote them. So I have to be honored in history and I have to be honored in the halls of the heroes uh, in Valhalla when we all wind up there. So some of these gain-loss lines make me upset. And then other ones, when I really think about it, you know what? I don't care that I'm down in the red in North Carolina because I'm not trying to ride that wave. I mean, I am, but I'm staying on it all the way till it hits the shore on election night. So what do I care if I'm down? As long as as long as this position is set up for something I think is going to happen, and I think it's going to happen because my buddy John Kimball says it's going to happen, I don't have to worry about these temporary fluctuations. So what should we do to get set up on election night, John, so that we can end strong and make money? Okay, here's here's one thing that I'm worried about on election day. Can I? Can we we just need to talk about this possibility because this happened a couple weeks ago where we had this distributed denial of service attack on the East Coast, and Twitter went down. You remember that? Yes. I am concerned that something like that could happen on election day or again on election night. And when that happened the other day, I was completely out of the loop in terms of my news feed. And I had to go to all these various websites to try to figure out what was happening. So one thing I would recommend to people as they're getting ready for election night, if something like that happens on Twitter and you're really, really... um, dependent on Twitter, I would have your bookmarks ready uh, at various places where you can get information, you know, the AP results on the New York Times or various Secretary of State websites for election results coming in. There are private groups that also uh, will be tweeting out their projections, and so you want to bookmark their websites. uh, What what kind of private groups are you talking about? Well, uh, Benchmark Politics is one that uh, was notorious during the um, primary season of making projections, and some of the projections weren't even correct, but those were projections that do tend to move the market, so you want to be aware of them. So I would bookmark BenchmarksPolitics.com, also uh, DecisionDeskHQ.com is another private group that is going to have people doing in polling places, sending in their own results, just like the AP. So I would just sort of get your ducks in a row in terms of your information. 
I'm not if, trying to scare people. I'm just thinking. I'm just sort of thinking. Because it happened two weeks ago, what if that happens again? So make sure that you have redundant sources of information because the Russians or whoever are definitely going to try to mess with our election night. Unacceptable. There has been a project I've been working on that has got me very excited. And I know we're going to be on the right side of history for this. The Election Profit Makers mixtape. I have to mix one last song. This mixtape is bananas. I will say unequivocally, best mixtape of any political podcast ever. Unparalleled in musical history, unparalleled in political history. We are so excited to share this with you guys. Now, John and Starley got a sneak preview. Tell me what you thought, John and Starley, of that, oh ben, that ben Carson mix. We need to hype this mixtape. All I know is when I heard that Black Flag bass line, that was awesome. I got very emotional. That's what I was going to say. I got emotional too, which is curious considering what is contained in the song. So here's the deal with the mixtape. I think what we're going to do is we're going to release it as a special episode of this podcast. We're going to drop it by the end of the week. Now, here's the thing. We're giving this mixtape away for free because we love our listeners and we appreciate so much the support you've given us during this very difficult election. But if you're going to listen to this mixtape and you're going to want to, what we need you to do is the price of listening to the mixtape is you've got to do one concrete thing to get Hillary Clinton into the White House and to keep Trump away from the White House. That's all we're asking of you. That can be five minutes of phone banking, one afternoon of door knocking, a donation to her campaign, whatever. But you have to do something real and tangible. And then you have permission to listen to this mixtape. But until you do that real tangible thing to keep us on the right side of history and keep this country from going off the edge of a cliff, you can't listen to the mixtape. And believe me, when you hear this mixtape, let me just give you a little preview of this mixtape. We got the Ben Carson Mega Mix. We have Call Me Rudy, which is Rudy Giuliani mixed with uh, Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. We got the Midnight City remix with Alex Jones ranting over top of it. That thing gives me goosebumps. You want to talk about weird feelings? That makes me feel like I'm going <laughs> to punch a hole to the center of the earth and buttfuck Darth Vader. I'm sorry, but it makes me feel so <laughs> coked up and insane. It's incredible. I got one I'm finishing up right now that's that's uh, talking about John's wishes and what we all need to do to make John's portfolio come true with uh, these states that we need to, these swing states that we need to lock down. And also, very, very exciting, a very rare live performance of the Bloody Fist of Defiance from 1990 of the Franklin Street street scene in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, doing our hit song, Can't Decide, John Kimball, lead vocals, with me on drums and Aaron on bass and Mike on guitar. You can finally get to hear that Tronics pedal because you can totally tell in the song where the Tronics pedal kicks in. This song is so, <laughs> so masterfully produced, recorded, and performed. You're going to think you're listening to like vintage hollow notes. It's quadraphonic stereo imaging. It's, <laughs> it sounds like a garbage truck. <laughs> running backwards through time it's it's amazing we're gonna put this out into the world for free but but you have to do one tangible thing to keep trump out of the white house and then you can listen to this mixtape and feel good about yourself and believe me when you listen to this mixtape you are you are gonna feel you are you're gonna feel really really good i've been working my ass off on this mixtape as a tribute to the election profit makers as a tribute to democracy and as a tribute to all of our listeners who we're really gonna miss because don't forget next week the day after the election a week from today final episode ever of election profit makers in order for them to access that good feeling that's why they have to do something tangible because they can listen without doing it but they won't be able to actually feel good about it they'll feel conflicted yeah right Exactly right, Starley. This is the honor system. John? Yeah? I had a friend who said he's afraid to invest and predict it because he doesn't believe they're going to pay out. There's no chance of that happening, right? No, I don't think there's a chance of that happening. I think predict it is, is well run and they're going to pay out. But they're not going to pay out immediately because a lot of these markets are not going to close until they've been completely resolved. So it could be a month or so Wait. that some of these... What? I'm not making my money on election night? I want everything over on election night. I want everything over on election night. I want all my money because I plan... The next day begins what I will call the 40-day nap of a lifetime when I sleep for 40 days in a dreamless sleep of the just. When do we get our money? Well, predicted has to make sure that the criteria for settlement has been met. So it could take a while. Oh my God. You know, those votes keep coming in. The military ballots 
come in a couple weeks later. So, so look, listen, to avoid those days or even potentially weeks for some states that are, are very close, you want to set your cell offers out there in the high 90s. So I'm going to set every. So you're saying I can set everything at 98 cents. Someone will buy it on election night because they will have called North. Let's say they call North Carolina for Clinton. So someone's like, yeah, I'll you know I'll get a two percent return and just stick around for two for a month while they resolve it like that. Is that what you're saying? So yeah. So you want to get out at 96 to 99 cents because as time goes by and and it's not resolving and it's going on and on, it's going to keep dropping to like 94 cents, 93 cents. So set them at. 96 to 99 cents and then get out on election night oh i'm gonna get out on election night don't worry about that the next day when we record our final episode my i want my predicted screen to be so barren i want it to look like an abandoned box factory i would i just want to see tumbleweeds rolling across my laptop screen you know what i mean and just i want the whole thing right. to just be covered in, in dust and, and spider webs Instantly. I want instant spider web condition, one of the most rare conditions you can get on your laptop, where you close it at the end of the night on election night, you open it the next morning, spider babies crawling out every which way, spider webs everywhere. I want it to look fucking haunted the next day. John, it's time for listener questions, one of the most important and fascinating times that we share together in our life. Are you ready? Yep. John, I have a question from Jacob. When Trump loses the election, what do you think his concession speech will be like? Will he even have one? Will people revolt over a rigged election? Blood in the streets? I'd like all your opinions on this, but I trust... What? I'd like all your opinions on this, but I trust Starley's intuition here the most. <sighs> Starley Kine, what is going to happen with Trump on election night, assuming he loses? Um, he will definitely, in his concession speech, say that it was rigged. You think that? Oh, yeah. You don't think that? Oh, that will be bad if that happens. If that happens. I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong, Starly. No, it'll be the it'll be the anchor of his speech. Because he's he's th- he's gotta think about his future. His whole next chapter rests on him being cheated out of this. He's gotta be he's they, he's gotta be the voice that they still listen to. He can't do that if he's a loser. He can do that if he was if, it, if the system was rigged, and he doesn't care about the republic. So I think yeah, that will be the main thing, and I think he'll also. I think there'll be talk of lawsuits and appeals, and he's going to threaten to sue every county board of election. Yeah. If he says it's rigged, if his concession speech is not a concession speech and just says it was rigged, look at the polls. We were gaining. We were winning. He could try to cloak it. He could try to, he could pretend to be gracious, but I, I mean, he knows how to do that. She, you know, she ran a good campaign. Congratulations. I guess if this is how she wants to win. So it just, I feel like the only thing that you could be, you know, placing wages on is which character he's going to adopt in order to sell the, 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 sell his line about it being rigged. I, I agree with you in that I think he'll thread the needle as he does with everything. He says, he plays all sides, so in the end, his statements can be interpreted a number of different ways. I am hopeful that he'll just throw in hints of rigging and that he will be willing to at least concede. And if he does concede in some way, of course he's going to get pat on the back by everybody like oh how gracious that he I know. did this that's what that's what i can't that's what i cannot stand yeah that is what is so enraging about all of this what is he seem right. very statesmanlike donald trump setting an example for being gracious in defeat yeah i think that's probably what's going to happen but i think he'll also still sort of do it in a very negative way and still sort of hint that uh you know it's it may have been rigged. I don't. If he comes out and says straight out that it was rigged, I I do think he will be crushed by the press. E- even Fox News, um, I think would would crush him. Now we don't have time to read all of them, and I'm not sure they count as a listener question. But I do want to thank Stephen S for sending in these amazing election profit makers haiku. I'll just read one here. 
Uh, dip into markets. Acknowledge the devil, please. Let's swim together. Thank you, Stephen. I always appreciate poetry that is written about our podcast. John, guess what? What? Remember last week we were talking about negative risk and we wanted to know if it applied to online dating? Well, we have a listener, Meredith, who is doing some online dating and she wrote us an email about negative risk. So here's what she said. You tell me if this is correct. Here's a stab at how you can use negative risk for online dating. It doesn't exactly work because in dating, you're not trying to get multiple no's like in a predicted market. But anyway, number one, there are a lot of no's in online dating, similar to the predicted market for vice presidential candidates. Two, why put all your eggs in one basket? Oh, <laughs> she said, I'm a single woman over 35. Let's not bring up eggs. All right, Meredith. <laughs> you know what, Meredith? My mom had me when she was 35. And she had my younger brother when she was 40. And that was a long time ago now. So if you are genuinely concerned about having children, you can do it. Look at me. I'm a, stra I'm a strapping man. I'm at the height of my powers. I'm a physical specimen. They call me the Adonis when I, when I stroll around town in my towel and my undies and my flip-flops. You can make a strong man come out of your body, even if you're 35. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith, I'm still fully engaged with the content of your email. And so I continue. Number three. Instead, you should date multiple people at once through online dating to spread the risk out over multiple guys. The aim is that since there are so many no's, you might as well try to meet a lot of them in the hopes of finding a yes. Let me know how you think this is going to work out for me in the online dating world. Mm, I don't think that's a negative risk. I think it would work, though. But is she lowering her risk with every additional no position she takes? Or I guess in her case, yes position? Yes. She's lowering her risk of not finding a match. Yeah, but negative risk is more technical than that. Negative risk means that you're actually gaining money the more you put in. What's the equivalent for that in online dating? I, I've never done online dating. I don't. Really? So I don't no, know. Oh, must be nice to not need to do online dating, John Kimball. Must be nice. I went on, I think I went on three online dates. I dated someone that I met through online dating. Computer dating. Way for the future. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I, yeah, just I don't know anything about it. All right. Rest assured to all our listeners who are engaged in online dating. John Kimball does not judge you, but we are opposed to dating in general, right? Didn't we agree? No more dating for anybody. Abstinence or marriage. No in between. No dating. The end. John, we have a not exactly a listener question, but we did get some listener feedback that I want to address, and this was from a a fan of the podcast who wrote us about our comments regarding. China. We had talked about our trip to China that we went on about 11 years ago, and we said that we thought much of the, our experience was kind of unpleasant and gross. And we got, an, uh, we got an email from a Chinese American who said that she felt like this was kind of inconsiderate and blinkered of us to, to go to China as a bunch of white guys and then come back and be like, China's stinky, China's gross. And she said that if we had gone to America in the Industrial Revolution, that would have been gross too. Totally fair point. My experience of China was that it was pretty polluted and gross. I don't think that's anything inherent to China. I think it is true. China is going through an insane period of industrialization. When we went over there, it was like, oh my God, this is what it was like back, back when we were doing all this stuff. So it's, it's, not, it's nothing against like China. It's, my problem is with the process of industrialization. It's hard to do that elegantly or, or pleasantly or environmentally. Yeah, because we went to the Three Gorges Dam. That's, that's a pretty bleak piece of infrastructure. So I just want to say for the record, I can't wait for China to be done with that process and then to get totally into solar and wind power and all that hippie stuff that we're trying to explore over here in America. I know they're already doing some of that. Yeah, it's not it's not China's fault, but it is happening there, yeah. just like it happened in the US and it happened in Europe. And the, that was, and it's, it's happening on a much bigger scale, obviously, because it's a hundred years later they made more cement in three years than we made in a hundred years it's kind of, the scale of their development is hard to wrap your mind around they're like a new city of a million plus people is popping up like every 48 hours over there it might not be true but they have america's population plus a billion and why wouldn't they want what we had we make it look so much fun we got our dumb cars and our dumb houses and all our dumb clothes and all the stuff cluttering up our houses and apartments so yeah if i was china i'd be like i want that too let's get it build me a factory so i can make some cement so I can build a shoe store and have the hottest shoes. 
because I'm crazy about fashion and my lifestyle is a go get them lifestyle. <laughs> Kid Midas, the original shoe shopper. You know the Communist Party is like, yeah, you want democracy, representative democracy in China? Go look at what's going on in America. The problem with this election is the best possible argument against democracy. And there's so many regimes around the world that can be like, "Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to do that. (laughs) That's what you want? No, I don't think so. People better be knocking on doors and making phone calls this weekend, guys. This is for real. This is for real. Let's Let's not end the election on a note of abject capitulation and shame. Speaking of doing the right thing, you can still order the Election Profit Makers t-shirt at bit.ly.com slash EPM shirt. We are taking orders until election eve, so you have until Monday to pre-order the limited run Election Profit Makers t-shirt. Remember the good times and bad times that we've had, the ups and downs on all these waves that we've shared together. Election Profit Makers class of 2016 t-shirt, bit.ly.com slash EPM shirt. Order yours today. It's a great shirt. I'm looking forward to wearing mine to the gym. Oh, bro. When I come home for Thanksgiving it, and we roll into Gold's Gym and we're wearing matching Election Profit Makers t-shirts yeah. with the sleeves cut are, off. Are we allowed to wear our own shirt? Is, is That's probably not very cool. Wouldn't it be amazing if we went to the gym and someone else was wearing an Election Profit Makers t-shirt? I think, for the, I think the odds of that happening, we need to sell a few more t-shirts. Because <laughs> right now with our t-shirt sales... <laughs> It's almost like you could go to an election profit makers fan meetup and the odds are against somebody wearing an election profit makers t-shirt. We need to sell some shirts, guys. Come on. John, let's thank our donors. Last week, we made podcast history by doing some stereo separation of donors according to gender. And I did get an email from someone who whose gender I misidentified. Uh, apologies for that. They're non-gender binary. And so they could not fit into my stereo separation gender project gender is more quadraphonic so apologies for that we're not going to do that again we're just going to do straight old donor donor shout outs everybody ready here we go thank you to bradley thank you to john m thank you to alex who donated some whiskey money we'll definitely be dipping into that fun on election night thank you to ryan h (laughs) thank you to martha who wants to shout out her brother nathan thank you to gordon who asks where is the dvd for season two of going deep with david reese uh, there is no DVD. I have nothing to do with the DVD afterlife of that television program. I wish I did. I would suggest trying to find it illegally. Am I allowed to set a crime for me to say that? Is it a crime to tell someone to commit a crime on a podcast? Not at the end of a podcast. Right. We got one episode left. What are they, what are they going to do? Shut us down? I wish they would. I would love to see the feds raid this kitchen and try to shut down election profit makers, the voice of the people. Thank you to William B. Thank you to Joseph, who challenges his friend Beryl to make a matching donation. Beryl? The gauntlet has been thrown. Joseph donated $600, so step up. Thank you to Andrew, John. This is the Andrew who contests your origin story about Ganon. This is the this is our friend who invented Ganon. Well, I wouldn't say he invented it, but he oh. was he was there. I would give him co-credit for it. Okay, so you guys get co-creation credit for the Ganon philosophy? Definitely. And and it's very possible that I screwed up the origin story. That I I would admit to. Well, thank you, Andrew, for your contributions to election profit makers and to your contributions to the American vernacular. Thank you to Marshall, who sent a triple shout out. This Marshall said one nice thing about each of us. Shout it out. Get your war on my old timey cartoon that doesn't exist anymore. Shout it out. Starley's podcast mystery show and shout it out. John's accent. Wait a minute. Shout it out my accent. Yeah, he said your accent was very soothing. What? You don't like that? I don't know. Like I have a southern accent. No, you have a strong Cockney accent. I used to do a Cockney accent when um, Gilbert and Sullivan, Pirates of Penzance. John played the police captain and I played the major general. Take it away, John. Hush, hush. I hear them on the manor poaching with stealthy steps. The pirates are approaching. Thank you. You're welcome. Does that sound right? Oh, my God. It sounded so right. I'm going to put that on the mixtape. Oh. <laughs> Last minute addition to the mixtape. Thank you to Eric P. and Joseph T. Joseph T. made our first ever satanic comedy donation. And John, that, may, that reminded me of when we were into really into Satanism and pentagrams and talking backwards. Do you remember Nata Sevaloy? Right. Because Nata Sevaloy is Satan Loves You written backwards. That's what it would, it was back in the era, I'm explaining to Starley right now, it was back in the era of like satanic backwards messages and records and stuff. So we would try to talk backwards and talk about Satan and stuff. 
Thank you to Aneka LLC. Thank you to Karen Z. Thank you to Nash. Thank you to Heather, who's shouting out Joshua Micah Marshall. Thank you to the Chop Shop in Beacon, New York. Please tell everyone in Beacon I send my warmest regards. Thank you to William B. And now, a message from Sarah M. We get a lot of nice messages, and we don't have time to read all of them, but I thought I would read this one from donor Sarah. She writes, thank you for Election Profit Makers, which is a light in a dark time and a reminder that old friends are very nice to have. Being a terrible person, I have no childhood friends, but this donation is in honor of my very best friend of my grown-up years and of my life, Erica. She told me to listen to Mystery Show, which led me to Election Profit Makers, which I then ordered her to get immediately into, so the circle is complete. Love you, Erica, and can't wait to wear our matching Wave Rider shirts. This will be very embarrassing to her if you read it on the podcast, so please do. Done and done. I take great joy and pleasure in embarrassing friends on behalf of other friends. So thank you, Sarah. And Erica, Sarah, just thinks you're the most wonderful friend. She has such high esteem for you. She thinks you're so great. Oh, you don't need to blush. I'm just telling you what you already know. Come on now. <laughs> don't, be, don't be modest. And you guys are going to wear your shirts when you go to the gym. You go to Gold's Gym and you're matching Election Profit Makers t-shirt. And you better act like a fucking beast on that bench press or I'm going to be very disappointed in you. Don't wear our shirt unless you're looking to set personal bests on the squats, bench press, lat pull down, tricep extension, bicep curl, deadlift. Oh, John, our fitness podcast is going to be off the chain. <laughs> if you'd like to make a donation, we have one more week of the podcast left. You can PayPal money to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. Thank you to all our donors. We really have appreciated your generosity over these months. It has made our lives a little easier. So we were just talking. We thought it would be cool if once the election is over on election night, we would love to hear from our listeners how much money you won or lost over the course of listening to this podcast. So everyone at the end of election night, and we're assuming this is going to resolve on election night, and it better, or else I'm going to have some medical issues that I'm going to need to deal with. Um, write to us and let us know how much money you won or lost and what your initial investment was. Contact at electionprofitmakers.com. And we will give out a special audio award to the person who won the most money and the person who lost the most money. You will get what we call a vocalized mouth ribbon. And that episode will be a true reckoning. John, next episode is our last episode, the post-election special episode. What, what are you going to do between now and then? It's a week from today. I can't believe it's going to be over a week from today. I mean, obviously, I'll make some phone calls and do some canvassing at some point. I will be glued to Predict It and Twitter and trying to analyze early voting patterns, which is pretty much impossible, but I'll try. And I'll you know be in the fetal position in my bed a lot of the time. It won't be good. It's going to be ugly the next six days. I, re I really think I'm still confident, but um, yeah, it's going to be an anxious time. And then it's going to be wild on election night. John, do this, though. And I'm saying this just as your buddy, because you yeah. and I have a, you, you and I have a lot of the same tendencies in terms of like letting our moods and our anxieties get away from us in these types of situations. Just just remember just, just remember every day to get some fresh air and you know what I mean? Like when I went on my bike ride, I still had the election in the back of my head, but it was so good to not have that stuff being my primary sensory experience. Just biking around and I'm biking around Brooklyn. You want to talk about China being a piece of shit? Brooklyn makes China look like the, like the finest golf course. Okay. These neighborhoods I'm biking through. It looks like somebody had a throw up party. You know, it's a couple days after Halloween. There's just like Halloween costumes and tree branches and like plastic bags stuck to people's windows. And the big trend this year is like purple and green cobweb. It just looks like musty ass silly string everywhere. I was not biking through nice places, but even that, even just being out in the world and being engaged and, and biking around and getting my heart rate up. When I came back to my place, I just felt a little rejuvenated. I hadn't solved the election. I was still worried about the election, but it gave me kind of like a little boost in being able to cope with what I was going through. Yeah. You texted me. You're like, I'm feeling great. We're going to finish so strong. And then you were like, you're just, those are your endorphins masking your pain. And I was like, yeah, that, there's certainly there's logic to that because I'm in pain. So John, please just remember and everybody listening. Okay. Move your body, that. get outside, do something that doesn't involve the election. Don't spend all weekend in the fetal position, okay? No, I won't this weekend for sure. I'm going to be very, very busy. But I might spend uh, the rest of this afternoon in the fetal position. 
Okay, that's fine. No, that's fine. Everybody gets one afternoon of fetal position, and the rest of the time we need to grind this out, okay? It's the end of the Scrabble game. Our rack is not looking great, but we need to play, play these tiny-ass words and just finish the job and beat the other player, okay? Let's stay in this game. Yeah. I've been watching Friday Night Lights as a way to heal the psychic damage that the campaign has been causing because I need to see a representation of people bringing out the best in each other. So we need to bring some Friday Night Lights attitude to this. Yeah. Clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. Let's fucking crush Donald Trump. We need to be the football players holding hands as they walk onto the football field. Wasn't that Romney's uh, motto? Was that really Romney's motto? Oh, I would have totally voted for Romney if I had known. If I had watched Friday Lights back then, I would have voted for Romney in a second. It does feel like it's a, a long ways away before the election, and this feels strange, but you could still follow us on Twitter. We'll be providing updates and things Wait, of that who, nature. Wait, we, we will? Who is Sure. Who? You, you won't? Oh, I don't know. We've never asked anyone to follow us on Twitter. That's smart. It's a good thing to think of the week before your podcast ends. Was that bad <laughs> that I did that? I wasn't, I wasn't trying to do that, but sometimes I provide put information out on Twitter that might not be on the podcast. What are you what are you putting on Twitter that you're not putting in the podcast? Why am I finding out about this now, about your secret intel? No, 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 no. John, that reminded me of one of the greatest things that happened to you in the last couple of years. Would you please walk everybody through really quickly, because this episode is long, walk everybody through the your saga with the Carolina Panthers uh, Twitter account. This is one of the most astute... <laughs> data analyses in real time I've ever seen. Well, what? I was following when they were going to hit 1 million. Um... You were following the Carolina Panthers Twitter account, waiting for them to hit 1 million. You posted screenshots of them right before and right after they broke 1 million. And then you ranked them according to Twitter followers versus their their league rankings. Is that what it was? Yeah, like their the population and, and things of that nature. Yeah, the Panthers pound for pound had the the best Twitter following in terms of the population of the NFL market. So yeah, that was, I got a little obsessed with that. <laughs> oh. The Panthers appreciated it though. They followed me after that. Oh, I got no NFL teams following me. My life is a waste. I was excited. That's it for this week's edition of Election Profit Makers, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what that means. You're not going to hear from us again until after election night. So please, 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 if you've enjoyed this podcast, if you want John Kimball to make money, and if you want to earn the right to listen to our fantastic mixtape that will drop by the end of this week, do something positive, concrete, and substantial to make sure that Hillary Clinton wins the election and Donald Trump loses the election. That's what we're asking of all of you. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it has to be something. We will talk to you next Wednesday, the final episode of our podcast, the morning after the election. I'm David Reese. I'm John Kimball. I'm Starly Kine. We are the, the election, election profit, profit makers. makers. You're going to miss us when we're gone. <laughs>